This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, this is a very unique opportunity. I am meeting with Renee and Ashley, and they are the founders of the Freedom Georgia Initiative, and they're going to let us know about what that is, this big acre of land that they have bought, as well as the bigblackout.com. Ladies, welcome. How are you doing? We are well today. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Awesome, blessed by the best, and just excited to kind of hear what you are doing with, you know, all this land, almost 100 acres in Georgia. Renee, you want to take it from there, start us off? Um, Yes, we did acquire 96.71 acres of land. Ashley and myself got um, 17 of our friends together and we were able to acquire this land in under 45 days. Okay, and you say 17 friends. Many of us don't even have seven, and especially those who, you know, would put in their money. So how did that go, and what did the investment look like as far as dollar signs is, and is it too late for others to become part of your friendly circle? Um, Well, it wasn't as hard as you think. These were um, the friends and family that we got together. These were people that we've always had these conversations with, uh, things that we've always talked about. So when Ashley and I, um, when Ashley found the land, it was like, okay, let's get it and bring our friends in and see what we can do. And so we went, when Ashley put together a wonderful presentation we sat down and thought about who we were going to bring in. We sent them out an email. They all joined. And once we gave them the presentation that Ashley had made, they was like, okay, yeah, sign us up. And um, the investment, it wasn't a lot of money. We made it where it was um, feasible for everybody, something that they can do immediately. Um, we were very blessed with this deal that we were able to get. So it wasn't hard for people to say, you know what, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and go ahead and make a change. And as for the 96 acres, um, that opportunity is closed for investments. Um, the, ni- the 19 families together, we have um, all the residential plots, so there isn't any more available. But we are looking to acquire more land adjacent to ours since this has become such a big thing. Now, some folks are crying out there because you say, hold on. You got all this land and you're telling me it's already acquired. Who do I have to talk to? You know, I have fat pockets. And so, I mean, is it closed and can it be like parceled off if you can find, you know, one of your close friends and family and say, hey, will you sell me an acre or two? Is that possible? Our land is not for sale. The 96.71 acres are not for sale. That land is like magic to us. We would never sell it or parcel it off. Again, we are acquiring other acres adjacent to ours to open up to the public. Now you will be um, able to visit far as like 
throw your barbecues and family reunions, your weddings there. But the opportunity to live within the 96 acres is closed. Wow, what an amazing blessing that is to, I mean, exclusive. I mean, I know properties in, you know, California where there's still land to sell, but that it's closed no more. Why did you do it like that? Well, (laughs) ultimately, when we decided to acquire this land, we knew that the 19 families that we were bringing together we were we were in covenant with each other. We know who we are. This is our tribe. This is our village. We have businesses that we want to be able to put in, in on place in place on the land. We want to be able to do farming. We want to be able to have a farm to table restaurant. There's just things that we all came together committed to do with the development of this land. And we do plan on leasing some of the land and helping other black businesses come and get on. And we have some other things that we plan to, you know, do over time. But this is about generational wealth for us. This was about legacy. This was our chance to have ownership and to have something that we could pass down to our children and their children's children. And that's something that you don't get to see too often when you look at black legacy. We, we have a few examples like, you know, the Beyonce and, and the Carters and, but when it comes to legit black legacy, we wanted to create that for our families and ourselves. And we're hoping that with the acquisition of other um, adjacent land, we'll be able to instill that same sense of ownership in other black families and other families that are coming to Freedom Georgia to build it with us so that they too can pass that down from generation to generation and have ownership and legacy because that's what it's about. Definitely, definitely. And I can already hear, oh, I can hear the haters now. They didn't even know about you until now. And they're saying, so you mean, you know, about 17 families have five acres apiece and I can't get a piece? Um, Talk about, you know, the... Some folks will say, oh, this is the talented 10th type thing. You know, they, they and, and I, I dig it. I dig it that you can cut it off. But is this town, because I, when I was doing my research, I saw that this town looked like it was for sale a few years ago and that there are already maybe some infrastructure on it. Is that part of where you guys bought? Is that correct? No, we actually bought outside of the town in the unincorporated part of Wilkinson County, just on the outskirts of Tombsboro. So that's going to be the key that allows us to build a future city, which is what our initiative is about. We aim to build the eighth city in Wilkinson County, which would be the city of Freedom, Georgia. So we're not being selfish in any sense. We're just pioneering and leading the way for other families to purchase land adjacent to us so that we can create a new black city that has our own charter, our own ordinances, our own zoning, our own laws. That way we can build something for us, by us, where we can protect ourselves and have a safe haven. And of course, um, Tombsboro is adjacent to us. That is the area that people can still buy. I'm a realtor. If you want to move to Tombsboro, you can move to Tombsboro. You can buy some land. We can talk to some neighbors and see who might be willing to sell some land or put their homes on the market because there's a young lady that we have heard through the grapevine, a black woman purchased 
some land, bought the city that, and it wasn't really the city. That's a misconception that I really would like to let your audience know. Toonsboro, the city itself, was never for sale. There was an assemblage of 36 parcels that made up the bulk of downtown Toonsboro. And the city itself is ran by a black mayor, Mayor Joyce Denson, a black chief of police, and uh, the city itself has its own laws, its own chart, its own ordinance, its own budget. You can't just go buy a city. The people live there, own houses, own property. And then this gentleman just happened to own 36 parcels in the area and did really good marketing to the point that they thought that the city of Toomsboro was for sale. But someone did or is under contract for those 36 parcels that includes, you know, a nice little bed and breakfast, a restaurant, a syrup factory, some warehouses, and some nice three-bedroom, two-bathroom houses, a pond, all kinds of things were in this assemblage. So what we hope to do is be able to work in a conjunction with Toomsboro and to create a kind of symbiosis as we build our community up, because we won't be able to become the city of freedom until we meet certain guidelines. It's going to take us some time to create it. And so we do plan to help develop and hopefully build businesses in Toomsboro tourism, eco-tourism, agri-tourism, things that can help grow and develop that city as, as we begin to build our own. Okay, well, I thank you for clearing that up because, you know, Google doesn't always have all the information, but it, it's good to, to, to clear that up. And when you talk about having your own laws, how, what's the process of doing that? We know if you go to the reservation, you know, they have their own laws, own police force and all that. But how does that work? What's the process? So here in Georgia, it's very simple. And I won't say it's simple. It's simple. It's not easy, but it is a simple process. There's guidelines that you have to um, go step by step and, and uh, things that you have to do. The Georgia Municipal Association is a great resource for anyone who wants to do a little bit more research to fact check what I'm saying. You can definitely reach out to the Georgia Municipal Association. And what they do is they outline the laws and the guidelines as to what it takes to become a city in the state of Georgia. So when you do meet those guidelines, some of those include having 200 residents um, in five acre lots or less within a, a, a one mile square radius, along with having zoning that includes industrial and uh, residential as well as um, having commercial. So you have to have districts. And then once you have those basic requirements of how many people and how many homes in close proximity, and do you have the means to service industry and commercial retail, once those median things are create, done, those basic things are done, we then need to get our legislators here in the state to sign on and bring that vote to the county and to the state to make it actually happen, to be recognized, to have our charter recognized. We have to write what's considered a comprehensive city plan. And then once we have those, in order to be considered an active city, you have to be meeting a minimum of three municipal services. So those services could be something um, as simple as recreation, you know, your parks and recreation services, it can be your building, your roads. It can be trash collection and pickup. 
It can be zoning and ordinances, the code enforcement people who tell you your grass is too high. Those simple things can help you become and accomplish the status necessary to be considered a city in the state of Georgia. So that's um, pretty much the plans and how we would begin to build this. We have to acquire a total of at least 640 acres in those 200 residents. That's the very first steps. Okay, awesome. What you ladies, I can tell you, there's a lot of people who want to do and say they want to do what you do here and abroad. I, I can already hear my uh, sixth region of the African Union folks say, what's their number? Um, because, you know, we want to have, you know, this and that. And you guys have already just put it together. What are some laws that in your city that you're going to want that we you know, in where I'm at or where you're at, well, not where you're at, but where I'm at, that the laws are like, nah, we don't like that law. We need this. What are some of the changes that you're looking to make? Well, ultimately, we don't have all the answers. I'm not a lawyer, neither is Renee. We have the ideal that we know what's right and we know what's wrong. So if we just start from the basic right and wrongs, a lot of these things can coincide. And so we, and what we really hope is to be able to create a jurisdiction for ourselves where we're not worried about things like police brutality and things that are actually hindering black folks from living their best lives, their life and their liberty. And then of course, things like environmental sustainability, creating a community that revolves around honoring nature. Those are some of the things that we want to make our basic tenants. And so that we can live right, rightfully and righteously because we know what's right and wrong and we can implement those laws that benefit black folk and keep them safe but and don't create a pipeline to prison mentality and that pe put people above profit. That's the kind of community that we can create. So I don't have all the answers. I think when we begin to build our community, we'll be able to work collectively and collaboratively in committees and districts and in our meetings to choose that and self-determine that as our as a group for ourselves because that's how politics works. And and what about you know I know there's a donation um, you know a donation uh, thing you guys are doing you've raised up to eighty eight thousand dollars maybe it's even more uh, right now. When we haven't raised it yet, we've raised about a little over twenty eight thousand dollars so far. We are hoping to raise 88,000 and that's for us to be able to make our land hospitable while we're working on this so that we can get bathrooms, our water and irrigation in, some benches, pavilions, start doing the lake and irrigation and putting uh, infrastructure and roads in because we would like for our land to be a place where we have organization events and meetings and family reunions and things that can help black folks heal and organize during the season. So we can do it. I, I keep quoting Killer Mike. We got to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. And we've got to have a place to do that. And our private black-owned land is a great place to do that in this season while we begin to develop it because there's nothing there but raw land at the moment. So we, we have to take our time to turn it into something that can be hospitable for us to do our work. Okay, so that donation is going to make, you know, for the collective uh, visitors, they can't buy, but the visitors. Now, is that um, donation, um, 
is it a nonprofit, something people can claim on their taxes? Well, we have a partner for that. So we've partnered with the Black Achievement Fund and the president there, Archie Hodges, has been an amazing friend and supporter from the very first beginning moment that we started talking about what we're doing um, with the Freedom Georgia Initiative. So we strategically partnered with the Black Achievement Fund. They are 501c3. And when you do make text, when you do make your donation through the Black Achievement Fund, what we're asking is, for people to give a recurring gift of just $9 more if you have it um, to help us build our economic strength as black people. Our goal with the Black Achievement Fund is to get 10 million black folks um, given $9 a month. 10 million black folks, $9 million. You don't have to be black. We want anybody who claims to be an ally. You can join the Black Achievement Fund too. And that money can then create $90 million a month for us to fund our work and safe havens across the country. Because like we all know, 96 acres, even if we get 1,000 and 1,500 acres, is not enough for the 53 million black people who live here in the United States to be able to move here to Georgia. We have to create this all across the country. We have to use this as a model. And so the Black Achievement Fund is our strategic partner for us to be able to start with Freedom Georgia and create safe havens along the entire United States of America so that we can really build this movement for our folks, for our people. And, and, and when do you think you'll like break ground with the first house or the first building? Well, ideally we want to get a farmhouse done as soon as we possibly can. So our hope is to raise enough money to be able to start our farmhouse probably as soon as, January, maybe sooner, because um, once we, we have everything's based on weather permitting and that kind of thing and then permitting with the county, even though we don't have very much county permits that we have to worry about in Wilkinson County, we just have to kind of go through the processes. So we always have our best intentions and our goals, and our, but our goal is to start working on our farmhouse by the latest January so that we can be in place for farming in March. And then we can also start our irrigation for our lake because buildings are coming, but the pavilions, the outdoor amenities and the farmhouse is essential because we need to start farming. And so Ashley made her multi-millions in real estate. Renee, what did you make yours in? Because I don't think it was in farming at all. So, you know, I know you were uh, giving that big yawn right before, but where did this bundle of cash that folks are just going to assume that you guys had to do this, where did your money and expertise come into? Well, I do a number of things. I have a series of um, online businesses that I do I have a support group, um, just a lot of different things. My background is in retail management. Um, I just graduated from neuromuscular therapy. So just a few businesses that I have. Okay, you guys, that's a way when folks really don't want you to dig into their business. And that's what they tell Forbes. They say, you know, I just have a few things and then, you know, okay, so we'll, we'll, dig, we'll dig deeper. You know, with, with doing this, how long did it take from the conception of the idea to saying, hey, we're done, we, we you know, have all the families we need, um, let's, you know, go to the next phase? Uh, like a week. a week? The process took 40 days total, like 45 days total from us going to see the land to us closing. It was like 45 days. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, 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 um, we, like Renee said earlier, we knew who the people were already because they were in our network. They were in our circle. And even the people that we thought might have jumped on it that didn't jump on it, we still had, we had other people that we could go to the next, you know, person and be like, hey, this is what the plan is. This is the opportunity. These are the risks. This is the potential reward. And everybody who had, you know, the ability to do so, they jumped on. Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, talk about, you know, walking around Jericho seven times, whatnot. Y'all not knocked it out. The that that's a beautiful thing. So when finding that tribe, was there already like an organization that everybody was in? Or was it just we know these people and they'll probably put up this amount of money to make this happen? Absolutely. Yeah, like a few a few of the, like me and Ashley met at church. Um so we our pastors joined us. Um, my husband's best friends that we all hang out with, um, their, their, um, his friends and their wives joined us. Um, a few of Ashley's good friends joined us. So we all kind of knew of each other because we all run in the same circles, but we didn't, like, everybody didn't know each other personally. But right. when you have like-minded friends, like, I know I trust Ashley. So with me trusting Ashley, I trust that she's not going to bring anybody into our collective that's not for us. And that's just the same with her. She know I wouldn't bring anybody to our collective that that would harm us or would hurt us in any type of way. So, and all of our friends feel like that as well. That's why I was easy for us to kind of go ahead and get together and get started. Okay, now here, cause I got to dig deeper. When doing this with, you know, multiple families, and I know every state has different real estate laws, but do you guys write up the agreement in a way where in case, you know, a family splits, you say, look, we've sold it to these people. Is there a special agreement? Because I really want people to learn, like, what you did is is amazing and, and just, I'm just like so happy. But the contingency plan, if people say, hey, look, I got four wives over here, right? And my four wives, we're going to have all these children. And, and then the woman might say, hold on, y'all didn't know I had, you know, some other entanglements, you know. But how do you write that up in the state of Georgia where you can keep it just with those families? Is there a certain name? Uh, teach us, please. Yeah, no, we had to come up with our own un agreement that we created, a memorandum of understanding. And so our lawyers drafted something up for us and we made that based on Georgia laws and we created based on our desire, what we knew we wanted for our families in our covenant. And that's what we did. We had a memorandum of understanding that's attached to the fact that we're an LLC. So at the end of the, way, at the, end of the day, the business owns our land and we move in that way. Okay. And with, you know, this success, have you guys, it might be a little early, but have you started to write your book on how you did this? We got a little seminar that we do called Group it, How to Buy Land um, using group economics. And in that seminar, I wrote an action guide. It's a maybe 10, 12-page action guide that helps people to do exactly what we did, except without, you know, like the templates and that kind of thing, because you have to do something different based on your state. There's no overarching law that applies to every state. So you have to really get the expertise that you need in each location or locale 
where you plan on buying this land and doing this kind of work and building this kind of community. But it gives you the basic foundation and principles, where to find land, how to financing using USDA loans, and this idea um, of being self-sufficient. I'm sure you might be um, doing much more speaking and maybe a book will come. We are talking about doing some docu-series and other things. It's a lot of stuff in the works. That was next. I was going to say after the book, you know, the documentary, be just to show. Because is this something that you think you can do in multiple states and possibly yes. countries? Yes, that's the goal. The goal is to bring Black folks together to buy and own land and work collaboratively in community, in a covenant, and create manufacturing and supply chains, homeschool your kids, do what you need to do to have self-determination for yourself where you are. You don't even have to come. We would love to have you come to Freedom Georgia. By all means, we love all the emails. We want people to buy land. Come on down. We want y'all to. But you can do this in your own locale. Get your, you got 20 friends and families that you can get your little $3,000, $4,000, a piece together and go buy y'all some land and build y'all community together. There's a black construction company in that location that will be happy to work with you. There's a black architect in that location that will be happy to work with you. There's a, there might not be a black land realtor. It ain't a lot of black land realtors, but I'm working on it. There will be a black realtor in that area to help you. You got to start looking at, let me pull my black resources. There's a national urban league in your community. Go sign up, go to the meetings, go support black businesses. And your first thing to do is to go reach out to your friends and your family and say, Hey, you need to put some money into this new family business LLC we create and we fit to go buy some land. That's what you need to go do. Now, I know this is a woman-owned business, but I believe, too, it's also a veteran-owned, correct? So um, talk about what type of shooters you guys are. What, what, what branches are we talking about? I'm not. My husband is an Army vet. Our, um, uh, one of our families, uh, several of the families are Navy vets. We yeah. also have some... Uh, Marines. Marines. Uh, yeah. It's, so, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Air Force, uh, we got a little bit yeah, of everything. It's a lot. Okay, and are the majority, if not all, the people married? For the most part, they are married, except for maybe three or four of our single and eligible bachelors and bachelorettes. Okay, uh-oh, hold on. There is a way for y'all to get in, but you got to come correct. <laughs> you got you to come correct. No, that is a beautiful thing. And so with the success that you are having and that you're going to have, what is a community give back that you guys are doing or that you're planning? I know you kind of talked about one, but is there anything else, you know, in the, for the community you plan on doing in the future? Yeah, so one of the things is our apprentice program. One of the things we really want to do is teach people how to build their own sustainable living. So we partner with Jessica uh, Lewis over at Shipping Living and .com and Mobile Enterprises. She's a Black-owned woman, and she has an apprenticeship program that is a phenomenal helping people to learn how to build their own container homes, teeny homes. Um, so that's one of our give backs, and we're also going to be 
you know, doing any business that we're doing on the land, there will be internships and apprenticeship programs because our goal is to help other people get the skills that they need to build communities like this across the country. Wow. Well, this is, this is beautiful. And, you know, I know in the promo videos, you guys have talked about Black Wall Street and, you know, mentioned the various communities. We know, you know, the uh, Geechee Nation is still there, but you guys are on to a trend and y'all aren't even ball players are rappers or artists that I know. So, you know, it just shows for those who are spending, you know, you talk about three, 4,000. I mean, there's regular people spending so much money on cars to keep up with the Kardashian and everybody. So that just brings so much uh, joy and hope to me because I, I have investment in Africa and I'm like, I'm ready whenever my wife is. I'm like, I'm ready. The kids are ready. They love being in Africa, but I, I'm ready to go. Um, so that that's beautiful. Where can folks get that blueprint? Um, can they download it off your website? They need to, they have to invest in the group investment seminar. So it's a $75 investment. You go to bit.ly backslash group investing seminar. And you need to make sure that the, um, each word, the first letter is capitalized. So capital G, capital I, capital S, but that's bit.ly backslash group investing seminar. And you want those um, capitals on each word for the first letter, Group Investing Seminar. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to get the full, make sure I get the link um, from Kenya Sheets. You guys is amazing PR test. Yes. Ke Kenya of the United States. And we, you know, definitely. Now, what about the big black camp out? Can you tell us about that? Well, we had it last weekend. It was amazing. Renee, what do you want to say about the Big Black Camp Out? Um, it was nice. We had people come from all over, California, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Philly, Chicago. Um, so many people came out and represented. So many people came out just to meet us and just to touch the ground. And it was just a humbling experience just to pe see people from all over coming to just join you. A lot of elders paying respect to Ashley and myself. It was just like, wow, um, it was an amazing feeling. We hope that it becomes bigger and better every year. We had a lot of local artists performing. Um, it was just a dope event. You guys should have been there. Uh, we planned something even bigger. So many people keep asking like, oh, what's next, what's next? Please stay tuned. Follow us at Freedom Georgia 2020 on Instagram. Follow Big Black Camp out on Instagram and just stay tuned for more. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to let people know that it looked like it was a real nature. I mean, you saw the art, um, ATVs, you saw the ARs out there too, in case there was some hunting or just some recreational shooting. And I want to paint a picture of what type of event it was and not for people to think, oh, they brought Freaknik back in Georgia. You know, it, it wasn't that. It was family oriented. You know, people were out there, you know, really, it, it looked like a, a good time. It was a wonderful time. We had workshops on homeschooling and energy efficiency. We talked about healing nature through green um, green uh, utilities. We really got deep about how we as Black folk could build a better world for ourselves 
better intentional communities for ourselves. We had the National African American Gun Association. We had Guapcoin talking about um, cryptocurrency and the ability to have a black blockchain so that we can have our own currency systems. So we got deep out there at the big black camp out and it was really cool. And, and what in, inspired this? Because when you say blockchain and crypto, I, I think of Akon. But what just inspired y'all to say, we can do this? Because a lot of self-doubt when people have, you know, grandiose ideas like this that are, can be bigger than life, they say, but can we do it? So what just made you say, we know we could do it. And maybe, I don't know if this is going to be a smart city or not, as far as, you know, how technology works. But you know, what was the, 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 just the aha moment? Honestly, it just came. It was, it was nothing. It, it was divine. It's not something that came from us. It's from the ancestors. It's from God. It's from the most high. Yes. These are things that I have been thinking about and talking about and having conversations about, but it was just a divine timing for us to be able to say this world is at a place where it is ready for change. The signs are all around us. And we had to just bust a move. Well, I love it. And I don't want to give the folks a game overload. I want them to check out your website, check out the links in the description, share it, beg these ladies to say, you know, yes, I need the blueprint and I, I need y'all because I don't think, you know, a lot of folks say they could do this type of work, but there, there's something in you that just allowed you to do it like that. And, and it takes, um, I mean, it takes a forward thinker, but also how you broke it down. You just ask your friends and family and put your money together. And that's what we should all be doing. So I thank you. Y'all like, share, subscribe, and check this out. Um, ladies, if you don't mind, and Kenya, if you're still there, what I would like to do besides get a picture of the ladies um, for a thumbnail, I would like to invite you to be on one of my clients' YouTubes as well. Um, after that, Kenya, after we do my um, my fav one of my favorite clients, if you guys like that, I have some other YouTubers who would probably love this. So, um, but the, my 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 first client, it's going to be the African Diaspora News Channel, and this would be great for his channel to talk about just this group economics because it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I, I'd be honored to. I'd be happy to. We just got to get a schedule because we have lots of things going on right now and more news on the horizon. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I know. I, I get it. And I don't know if you're familiar with that channel on YouTube, but that channel is the most followed YouTube channel on YouTube as far as black news. But right. they, but everybody needs to hear this because I want them to bug you for this year and beyond saying, please, please show us how. Um, and if you ever want to go abroad, I have a lady who has 75 acres in okay. Kenya. She wants to give away. Wow. I told her, I don't know what to do with it because on this side, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, that's not my expertise. Um, and so, you know, when you're ready to expand, y'all, y'all holler. That's when you guys bring Kenya to Kenya. Come on now, bring Kenya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So appreciate y'all. And thank yeah, thank you. Be black.
Have a good day. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.